Here the disciples have been journeying with the Lord for quite a bit of time. And yet there was such animosity between them. And here they're discussing, well, which one of us is the greatest? I'm sure they were whispering it because they didn't want the Lord to hear them. So they were pretty aware that they shouldn't be talking about this. But the Lord knows. He always knows our thoughts. So he turns to them. If anyone wishes to be first, he must be the last of all and a servant of all. I'm sure they were really questioning their own selves about why are we even discussing this event? The Lord already knew who he's going to choose to be the head, but they weren't. They were still discussing which one of us is going to make the first one? We do that too often in our own lives. Which of us is the most important, even within our families? Dad liked you the best. I know. I know he loved me the best. We think that way, don't we? We try to outdo others, or we think someone is better than us. It shouldn't matter to us, because God loves each and every one of us. And that's the most important thing of all in our lives, that God loves each and every one of us, not one more than another. It's interesting that Jesus loved one of the disciples more than the others. He loved John. But he didn't choose John to be the head of the church. He chose Peter. We may ask ourselves, why would he do that? Because Peter was always the one to first say something, even if it was wrong. The Lord knew there was something special about Peter, that he was willing to take the authority, willing to step forward, And that's the call that we have in our own lives. We need to have the courage to stand forward. To be able to reply to God. This is what I want with my life. I wish to share it with my brothers and sisters. Each and every one of us has been called by our baptism and confirmation to do exactly that. To touch the lives of our brothers and sisters. In essence, putting them first, you may say. But it's not really, it's making them our equal. Sharing with them the grace that God has given us so we can be equals. Because God loves each and every one of us. And I think too often we step back from that understanding because we see somebody that's less fortunate than ourselves and we sort of push them to the side. Or we see somebody that has more money than we do and we become envious. We shouldn't. I remember in the seminary, I was talking to one of my buddies and saying, so-and-so has a lot more than I do. I feel like I'm not doing what I need to do. And he turned to me and said, first of all, you don't know anything about this other person. He has more problems than you, you do. So don't elevate him. And we do that too often with ourselves. We put other people either way above us or way below us. And neither one is accurate in the life of God. Because he sees all of us for our uniqueness, 
but he doesn't treat us any differently than he does the person next to us. He cares for each and every one of us. The Lord cared for each one of the disciples. And he saw them murmuring about this. Which one of us is the most important? Stop it. Because the one that you think is the most powerful has to lower himself, to humble himself. Just as the Lord humbled himself on the Last Supper and got down in front of the disciples and washed washed each one of their feet. Are we willing to do that same thing for our brothers and sisters? Not physically get down and wash another person's feet, but to care for them enough that we're able to be their servant. That's each and every one of us. If we remember when first well, Saint, or not Saint yet, but Pope Francis, at the beginning of his ministry, the first Holy Week, and he goes to prison and he washes the feet of those prisoners, humbling himself for the sake of his brothers and sisters, to allow them to know that they were no less than anyone else. And that is so hard for us. We all suffer that pain of really not touching the lives of brothers and sisters. I have a hard time myself going to the prison, and I have a hard time going to the hospital. And yet, those times that I have gone, I've been lifted up. Because I have seen God working through me for the betterment of that individual. As difficult as it may be. When I was first ordained, because of my shyness, I would go from the sacristy directly to the back of the church, and I wouldn't talk to anybody. I didn't like making eye contact, because I was afraid. And I remember people going to some of the people that I knew, saying, boy, he's a son of a gun. He never speaks to us. And he said, get to know him. And you'll find out he's not the way you think he is. We do that so often to one another. He's conceited. He's pompous. He's arrogant. Yet in reality, it's probably none of those things. I think we've all known individuals that we think are standoffish. In reality, most likely they're just so humble that they don't recognize what they're doing to other people. We're all guilty. We ask the Lord to help us to understand who we are, just as the Lord helped the disciples to know who they were, that they need to be servants of their brothers and sisters, caring and loving of them, for them, and with them.